Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, June 12th. Cling to your ideals. Even when weakness pulls you repeatedly into delusion, you are not your mistakes. So, here we are with one of the biggest problems that any uh, um, spiritual aspirant fake uh, t- uh, faces, which is, I know where I'm going, I'm determined to get there, but the road seems to be much longer, more complicated, and more filled with potholes, and what I, I often lovingly call heffalump traps, than, it, it, than we really expected to be. Heffalump was, is, was, is one of the monsters in the Winnie the Pooh books, a heffalump. And so every so often they'll um, set up a trap, they, Piglet and Pooh and the various others, will set up a trap for the heffalumps. <laughs> it's just this wonderful, fanciful <clears throat> story trying to catch the heffalumps. Of course, I don't think they ever do cap- catch the heffalumps because it's really not clear that heffalumps actually exist. <laughs> But the heffalump traps get set, and then Piglet will accidentally fall into it, or something like that will happen. (laughs) So a heffalump trap is a completely unexpected situation where you have one intention and you end up with another. And that's just what happens to us on the path. We, um, We spend a lot of incarnations having a lot of experiences, making a lot of decisions that are not ultimately in our best interests. I mean, it's very easy when you look around and see people doing things that you have already incarnationally been through, learned the lesson, are simply not attracted to it anymore. And it's just obvious then that it's not a good idea. I was just talking um, this morning with a friend about, uh, from the the age of about 18, I just became very interested in healthy eating, Um, to a certain extent in exercise, but especially healthy diet, hydration, just sort of a positive way of taking care of my body physically. And yes, also exercising, but not with as much commitment because I'm a little mental to be that involved. (laughs) But I, so as as a consequence or just because of the karma that I have anyway, I've had very good health. I'm in my 70s now and I've just had very good health all the way through. But the other reason I have very good health is I've done a few of those basic things. I don't drink. I've been vegetarian since before I was 20. You know, lots of water and meditation and all these different things. I mean, certainly it's contributed. And I was just doing this all the time. And then it crossed my mind, oddly, it took me decades before I thought of it, that I've probably had a lot of really bad health in previous lifetimes. And as a consequence, I remembered And so as soon as I was really in charge of my own life, I was strongly inclined to remember that ill health results from bad habits, so let me set good habits because I don't want to have ill health. Been there, done that. And I was talking about the fact that it's a natural inclination for me, above all in terms of the food that I eat. I just have a natural inclination for healthy foods. 
It's just the way I am. I don't like look for an opportunity to have junk food as like a special treat. I mean, even to just even have to eat junk food is really hard. I really can't do it. If the food is devitalized, I just, it tastes bad to me. And I have a sweet tooth. I like chocolate. I like cake, but not that much. I, re- I was remembering from uh, literally like 45 years ago, a girlfriend and I who, who um, had a disinclination for healthy foods at that time. She's since changed her attitudes, but she had a disinclination for healthy foods and a passion for rich and not so healthy foods. We took a road trip together, like five days. Um, it was just great fun, just two girls having a really good time. And I remember because we were in ho- on holiday, when we stopped in a restaurant to have breakfast, because we were on holiday, she had a chocolate milkshake for breakfast. And I just, I couldn't conceive of it. It just seemed to me like just a terrible thing to do. <laughs> and to her, it was like we're on, we're on holiday. So I'm just going to indulge my preferences. But my preference was not for chocolate milkshake because I knew I would by the mid-morning I'd feel sick and you know all these different things. It was just very deeply embedded in my brain. So that was a long story to talk about whatever your situations are. I know that everybody has things that they just wouldn't think of doing anymore because we know the negative consequences so well that we're not tempted. But there's a whole lot of other stuff where we've begun to wake up to the possibility that this has negative consequences, but the momentum that we have going in the direction that we're already going is stronger at this point than our capacity to change gears. I remember I was visiting, I was off and I had an appointment with someone and the appointment was a certain window of time and if I missed that window of time, there was the I couldn't possibly see the person and it was very important that I see them. And I was, it, was a, it was a route that I'd taken about an hour from here to, meet, to keep the appointment. And for some reason, I just spaced out and I missed one of the exits. So I, I'm going forward and I've missed one of the exits that I needed to take. The next exit was closed. I took the one after that. I turned off. I ran into construction. I got in construction. I had to go all these detours. Then when I was going to finally get back on the freeway, that entrance was closed, and then I had to go over here. And by the time I finally got to my destination, I'd missed it completely. The window of opportunity had just shut. And so I drove around for two and a half hours that day and never got to do anything I was supposed to do. Well, what happens to us is that we have momentum going in a certain direction. Let's say it's momentum toward negativity or momentum toward... Uh, uh, well, choosing an interesting person who's not really, as a partner, who's really not stable, but they're fascinating. I used to, when I was very young, in like my 18, 19, I always liked tortured bohemian artist types. <laughs> and if I had a choice between a boyfriend who was somebody who was stable and solid and capable and some tortured bohemian artist, you know, with whom I would end up just in a terrible mess, fortunately, I ran through all of that stuff in a matter of months, so even my tortured bohemian artist things would only go on for more like weeks rather than months. But nonetheless, I mean, it was a pattern. I just, and then I began to realize that tortured bohemian artists were fascinating and fun, but it wasn't a lifestyle that I wanted. Some people want it, but I didn't want it. 
but there was still a pattern there that was pushing me in that direction because for many lifetimes, I was a tortured bohemian artist. (laughs) And so naturally, those are the people that I associated with. And I still have dreams of having a large mansion with, with unlimited wealth and many servants and being able to invite all my tortured bohemian artist friends and we would just have this wild colony. I can still feel it. I can still feel it in me and sometimes I still wish to be able to do it. But God is not cooperating. So where am I trying to go? We have lots of inclinations that we've spent a long time building up that we may now know are not quite good for us but they still have a certain attractiveness. I mean, they're just what I described. There's still a certain attractiveness to that, even though I don't really, it's not strong enough for me to actually even to be close to doing it. And so it's like if you're driving down the freeway and you're in the far left lane and you're going 80 miles an hour or maybe above the speed limit if you're on the Autobahn in Europe and you're going, you know, 100 kilometers or 120 kilometers down that road, and, and the exit is there, but you aren't paying quite enough attention and you miss the exit. You may want that exit, but you have a lot of momentum going already. Or maybe even you want to get off on that exit, but you're too far left and you're going too fast. And so you just, you just miss it. And then you can still get back to it, but it could, you know, it could take you in lots of directions and you could run into karmic construction. And then you can find that the karmic entryway is closed to you. And then you can find that you're, you have to take a detour. And then you pick up a whole other raft of karma on the way. And so this is what happens to us. We just keep making mistakes. Just mistakes meaning that we choose a path that turns out not to be the one we wanted. Or we know what we want, but we just we keep missing the darn exit. We're too far to the left and we're just going too fast. And you, you can't just, like, if you're, if you're in the far left lane of the freeway and you lift your foot off the accelerator, that doesn't immediately move you to the off-ramp. You have to put your foot on the brake. You have to slow down. You have to look around and see if you're going to crash into anybody. You have to give way. Then you have to move over. Then you have to really reduce your speed. Then you have to make the turn. And the exit has to be open and not just a sign there. So this is what happens to us time after time after time after time just in the same way that you gradually learn the route and you gradually learn where the pitfalls are. I mean, as it happens, that very same route that I was talking about, there's a particular turnoff that is just not obvious. And I take that route for various reasons many times. And now, as I begin to approach it, I start remembering, oh, yes, this turnoff is on the right side. It's not very well marked. Whatever the name of it is, I can never really remember. So I get far to the right. I slow down. I watch. I begin to try to remember my past experience. I start thinking about it. Oh, yes, there it is. Now I know. And then I pull off. But the reason I can do that is because it, it happens to be a different exit than I missed in my other story. But I've missed that exit, you know, multiple times because I wasn't attentive enough to the pitfalls. But... You miss it enough times, you gradually begin to learn. And who we are is not the fact that we have too much momentum in the wrong direction to make the turn. Who we are is that's where I'm going. When Even when I'm driving around and I'm an hour late and I miss my appointment, I never let go, let go of my intention. 
on that particular day, I wasn't successful in completing it, but I never changed my intention. I never said, oh, I'll just give up. You know, I made a promise to meet this person, but now I won't meet them. No, I never let go. My aspiration was always there. Total failure, but my aspiration never changed. So the next time, I was much more attentive not to miss that first turn. And that's how we learn, through experience. And all of our past karma, all the times we thought that revenge was a good idea, that just taking what I want, even if people are hurt, is a good idea, that not putting out energy and just hoping for the best and having my life crash around me was a good idea, that putting up with someone um, abusing me was a good idea, or taking advantage of someone else because I wanted their money was a good idea, or not following my own artistic inclinations but choosing security instead was a good idea. I mean, just make a list of all the things. You can look around you and see it. You can look into your own heart and see, you know, what the lingering confusions are. I certainly have a whole raft of them. Just, I know better, but I just watch myself um, not behave better. But over the course of many years of never giving up and never defining myself by my mistakes, I made them. I mean, perfectly self-evidently, I made them. And, and the, 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 the clever phrase that I've come to, which has really helped me a lot, is there are certain actions and attitudes that I commit. You know, I behave in a selfish way. I behave in a lazy way. I choose a worldly entertainment rather than doing something that would uplift my consciousness. Make a list. Whatever your list is, there it is. I do have chocolate milkshake for breakfast, even though I know I'm going to feel sick by 11 o'clock. Whatever it might be, you know, these are the things I've done. I've committed these actions. I hold a negative thought towards someone, and I have no compassion for them. I've committed all these negative actions, but I'm not committed to them. I've done them, but my commitment is to something else. So they're just an error. And that's quite different. You just, yes, I made an error, but that's not who I am. That's who I've been, and that's, I'm still kind of caught in the left lane going a little bit fast, but I've taken my foot off the gas, or most of the time I've taken my foot off the gas. I'm working toward it. And it's just huge. And the other way I think about it is, perfection is infinite. Delusion is finite. Therefore, no matter how many times I commit these wrong actions, my commitment is to perfection. So every time I make a mistake, that's one less time I'm going to do it. And even if there's a hundred thousand more mistakes to be made or more, every time I, 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 I commit one, I take it off the board because I'm committed to another reality. I'm lifting my foot off the gas, I'm putting my foot on the brake, I'm changing lanes, and I'm turning off this particular highway. That's far more true than any temporary mistake you make in the moment. So Swami says, cling to your ideals even when weakness pulls you repeatedly into delusion. You are not your mistakes. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.